This week, the CFL is back. Training camps have wrapped, and it kicks off on Thursday night. It's the Argo Fancast. You can find us at Argo Fancast on Twitter. And anyway, find the neighborhood podcast. Just search Argo's Fancast. Or join us at theargosfancast.podbean.com or at our new home. Joining us, as always, our resident historian from argofans.com, the VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Good good evening. Good uh, CFL season eve, everybody. I hope you're as excited as we are for the 2021 CFL season to start. You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or check out www.argofans.com to welcome the team back for the 2021 season. And from Blue Order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 168, Warden of the South Side, and protector of the realm. Okay, you, you've that, that's been upgraded since the last time I heard it. Yeah, that's been upgraded. A, it's, like, it's a live guitar version with a, a bunch of guitars. Oh, oh, because I'm because I mean the last time I heard last time I heard the theme that you played for me it was. Uh, uh, it was just the old game of it was just the, the like the standard Game of Thrones theme. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at dougb 519 You can find my group, the Double Blue Order, who is finally waking up at facebook.com slash double blue order, on Twitter at double blue order, and on Instagram at the double blue order. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on uh, the various social media applications out there. And I guess we got to get to it. Guys, we've got CFL football back. Albeit we're in a 14-game schedule and we're starting in August and ending in December, but we still have CFL football. Yay! Woo! That bloody time. Oh, and it's been a while since we've uh, we've talked to everybody. So, uh, wow, it, yeah, it's it's been a couple months. It's surreal, even though you know, even though tomorrow it's Hamilton, Winnipeg. We don't start till Saturday, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. I'll take it. I'll take it. Any football is is good football. Right now, so we we got rosters taking shape, um, and uh, the Argos. Well, after what we saw in the off season, uh, there's a lot of the names that uh, that they signed stuck, but there's a few that uh, well are not here, can't get here. All kinds of all kinds of issues. So what the, the the Argos made a couple moves in uh, finalizing their roster. Um, they picked up Vontae Diggs, a linebacker uh, from Edmonton, who was uh, strangely cut. We're not sure why, but Edmonton decided he wasn't good enough, and we picked up Cam Phillips, a, uh, 
on another American wide receiver. Yeah. Um, who's uh, now waiting out his uh, quarantine, I believe. And uh, but I, I don't think we also we haven't recorded since uh, uh, Ricky Collins Jr. signed with the Argos. No, we haven't. We got yeah. Ricky Collins Jr. and I think he made um, some of the uh, the guys that uh, couldn't get up here a little bit more expendable. I mean, on the um, on our suspended list, we have a ton of people here, including Martavis Bryant, who just well still hasn't got his uh, his visa in order to be able to work up here. So he's one of those big names that uh, we're likely not going to see. And I believe uh, Dinwiddie did point out that uh, he, he doesn't see where he could push somebody off the roster right now. No, it, it, we certainly seem like a team, especially the receiving core. I mean, unless there's gone, you know, knock on wood or God forbid an injury, it seems like a pretty impregnable. Yeah. And the other, the other name that we saw that uh, still hasn't made it up here is Kendall Wright. He was uh, one of those guys that uh, we thought, okay, he was going to make an impression, but he's still on the suspended list, hasn't got off. I don't think he's reported at all. So he's probably, well, going to be on the uh, unemployment line, I guess, or found a job somewhere in the States. Well, actually, the one thing, going back to Vontae Diggs for a second, a second, I heard that the reason why he was cut by the Elks was because he wasn't a good cultural fit. Didn't they say that about Kenny Stafford, too? Or is it the... I, I don't know about Kenny Stafford. All I know is oh, that... Oh, no, they said it for sure about Kenny Stafford. Yeah, so yeah. so the same kind of so same kind of thing. And I'm... And now I've, now I've been... I've had a job recently where I told I wasn't going to be a good fit for a place, but two guys that aren't going to be a quote-unquote cultural fit? What's going on in Edmonton? Yeah, and, and that's that's even more curious, especially after in 2019, he was their nominee for Rookie of the Year. Did he not win Rookie of the Year? I, well, yeah, he might have. But, like, yeah, from somebody who was basically your your defensive MVP to he's on the outside looking in, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we've got a couple other guys who we're still, we're still waiting on um, who have been put on the suspended list uh, and... You know, I'm looking Cody Speller. Um, unfortunately, had some family issues he had to attend to, so he's off dealing with that. Hopefully, that uh, that gets resolved. That's not insignificant. That's not an insignificant loss on the field, however. No. Um, and uh, Odell Willis is also uh, on the suspended list right now. He just had a kid. He wanted to be there for the birth of his kid. So I'm not. We're not sure when he's coming back. Uh, I believe they have something scheduled for him, 
but I don't. It all depends. He's got to go through all of his uh, his tests and uh, quarantine and all that stuff before he can join the join the team officially. So that's waiting on that. And we haven't heard much much else on that front. Well, I think a congratulations would be in order for Odell at least. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something that doesn't exactly happen every day, you know? No, and honestly, I think, you know, him being there, I I kind of, you know, I, I understand athletes kind of, you know, they're a different breed, but deciding that you want to be there for your kid, you know, and your partner over your career, I think that's... Very admirable. And I would salute the mayor for that. Mm -hmm. So we've got, we've got a fair people. So the, the, the guys that, uh, that didn't make the cut, um, they released, uh, Maurice Simba. So they've, kind of given up on that um ben Kazwara. bless you yeah um a late signing to uh the training camp roster after he was cut was uh rodney smith he got mm. cut again damn it. no 1000 yard challenge damn it no uh justin thomas uh a guy that uh, was looked at as possibly one of the next guys on on the defensive line. He got cut. Ricky Neal, uh, Tarveris McFadden, Jordan Moore, and Kelly Bryant. Yeah, the, another guy we brought in late and cut again. So the one guy who actually, based on current or new information, that I'm a bit surprised about is. Justin Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Pinball said during the town hall uh, this this evening that Drake Nevis has been injured. He's been, he's on the, you know the the new CFL injury reports, you know, as a hip injury. But it made it, Pinball sort of made it sound like it was a it had been going on for a while right now. And you know we'll talk a little bit more about this in the game preview, but. Drake Nevis being out does raise a few eyebrows in terms of our defensive line. So I'm kind of surprised, having learned that information, that they cut, you know, I wouldn't consider Justin Thomas a, a veteran. He was, I think he was only here for a portion of 2019, but at least he has, you know, a guy with a bit of CFL experience. Yeah. Um, uh but then again, Justin Thomas was uh, uh, he he what he wasn't uh, somebody that you'd want to play on the inside where uh, Drake Nevis plays, right? He's more of a he's more of a rusher. Um, but well, no, I think he did play defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. I mean, when you look at, you know, we've got we've we've got the the guys that 
are going to that have the experience you know maybe not experience with the argos but i don't think you can look past the the experience charleston hughes cordero law no no grant granted I, i'm talking about the guys who are, are going to be playing more in the middle yeah like a defensive tackle versus you know i'm not i'm not so much worried about the ends although cordero law looks like he's also dealing with with something yeah we've got got some guy and then you know it's I still think we're going to be okay on the defensive line. Um, you know, I just I just hope uh, Drake Nevis can get his uh, his hip thing figured out sooner than later. Well, the other thing also to consider is Cameron Judge and Hinock Mwamba should be able to, if not Set make up for those. You know, as linebackers, they you know should be able to play the run well. Yep. So hopefully they can help mitigate any you know issues while the starters at defensive tackle you know get used to the CFL. Yeah, and they and they've also got some guys they're pretty high on. Um, <laughs> Shane Ray. Uh, a uh, former NFL player, um, the other, and then I think Ro- Robbie Smith has been kicking around for a little bit, little bit yeah. too. Well, I expect those two, if if Cordero Law is not ready to go, they'll fill in on that end. Yeah, and then and from what I heard, uh, Ely Coney is uh, they're pretty, or yeah, Ely Coney they're pretty high on as well. Yeah, former so, NFLer. So they, I mean, I think we'll be okay. It, I, defense, the, for some reason, I'm not too worried about. We've got enough veteran, enough mix, um, and I, I think you know having players like Enoch Muamba, Charleston Hughes, uh, Cam Judge, Cordero Law. Uh, all in there, um, along with Cresden Butler and you know Shaq Richardson, is going to make up for the loss of one of our favorites, Alden Darby. Yes, still don't, I still don't understand. I think I have. I think I might have an explanation for that. But keep in mind, this has got absolutely no basis in fact, so this you take it for what you will. I think he was on the outs, personally. And, well, Winnipeg obviously needed needed somebody in the secondary as well, so because they had a severe, they had a pretty serious injury happen to them, so they called up the Argos, and it's like, well, isn't this how convenient is this? You are willing to buy, and we are willing to sell. Well, it sounds like the Argos did need some help at left tackle but at the same time i mean the guy that got you know it did make the team and with isaiah cage appearance and nurse and injury he may get his first start at left tackle on 
Saturday, but at the same time, this is his first going to be his first game in the CFL. So I mean, I'm just put it out there whether the whether to acquire this guy, you needed to trade a, a starter and a guy who was very, very, very good in the community. Yeah, I think that's that's what's going to you know hurt Argo fans the most in this. But I mean, you know, then we all, we got to keep going back. This is a business. Yep. And you know, I believe there was a there's there was a little snippet of John Murphy saying, you know, they've been working on a deal for this left tackle from uh or this tackle from Winnipeg for a while and you know, it came down to you know, do am I going to have to give up this guy we like or this guy we like or this guy we like and you know Alden Darby unfortunately was the the guy that uh, made the deal happen we're going to miss him wish him luck in Winnipeg yeah except for any of the time he plays Toronto well i mean they they do have a bit of i mean when they signed Chris Edwards and uh, Dexter McCoyle they did create a bit of a surplus in that secondary yeah, I mean McCoyle, you can see him at safety or or at the one linebacker spot, so um, that might have pushed Alden out. Yeah, and you know the fact that uh, we're going to be starting um, probably more Canadians than we need. It kind of, you know, you you need to. Make that make that roster spot for the Canadian that's gonna that's gonna help you out and you know you're, you're weighing everything and it's probably I I don't think they wanted to get rid of Darby but it was it was okay we need this and unfortunately this is what's gonna make it happen John Murphy's good like that he's he's Notice. gonna make the business decision and not have second thoughts so notice one thing about the final roster the Argos come up with they didn't have to none of the real big names that they signed were cut were they no no No, I mean they all made the team (laughs) which is going to it's going to surprise a lot of people because like, oh, we're over the cap, we're over the cap. Yeah, f- keep, keep your mind on your own finances there, Junior. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, everybody thinks that they're going to be over the cap, but we don't, you know, they don't release contract figures. And these CFL teams have gotten very good at hiding money and finding very intricate ways to pay players outside of the salary cap books. Like, you know, they, and I don't think even some of the loopholes that were closed I think they've figured out how to open new loopholes. So I don't, I don't think we're going to be 
we're probably pushing up the cap, but we should be. You know, you've got you've got to feel the football team for or we have five point some or six point six million or something like that on a salary cap. Yep. You know, and and who knows, maybe that was that came, that was a decision that came into play with uh, with Alden Darby. Right, because I believe he was on his uh, he was on his second contract with Toronto, and he earned a raise definitely. So, you know, maybe that that came into play, but you know, and then the other thing you're looking at is, you know, okay, yeah, they're signing, you know, a guy like Sean Oakman. Never played in the CFL. We already went through that. That they can't sign him for. There's a rookie maximum. So he's at that, and that's not. You know, it's it's up there, but it's not. It, it's not in triple figures. Or sorry, not in six figures. So. You know, you've got a few of those players. Shane, Shane Ray is another one. You know, those guys came with some fanfare, and they're probably not making as much as everybody thinks they're making. Mm-hmm. So, and we okay, we've we've touched on that now. Some of the interesting things that we're now seeing with the CFL is that it, we have that injury report that's coming out now daily telling us who's practicing, who's not. So that's a new thing that seems, and I didn't realize it was a daily thing until I was looking it up early, earlier where they're they're literally announcing Announcing them uh, as they happen. Thank yeah, you. Well, sing, yeah. Thank you, single game sports betting. Yes. Well, it's it's good for us considering the Argos, you know, sometimes have trouble with a beat reporter at camp. So at least we're getting that day to day information now. Yep. That's one of the other wrinkles, and the other wrinkle is some changes they've made to the practice roster. So. You can now have up to 10 players on your practice roster. Um, the As far as uh, of those 10 players, they can be either national or American. Um, but two players minimum must be national. And you can have up to three global players on your practice roster, which don't count towards those 10 players. Yeah. Well, that's obviously, that's probably there for COVID contingencies, right? Well, that's where we get to the next one. There is a, another COVID contingency as long as the border remains shut down is you can put an additional five players onto your practice roster and they will be classified as 
Texas part of the CFL place. practice roster. Mm-hmm. So from there, you've so we've got five players, um, one American O lineman, one American DB or or linebacker, one American receiver or running back, one American defensive line, and one specialist or a global player. So potentially you could have four global players on your practice roster. Um, The only difference with this is if, if a claim is made on one of those players, the club that he's coming from can't block it as they can with a regular practice roster player. Now, the Argos only have the one global player right now. Yes, the kicker. Actually, they've got three. There, there oh, are three, yeah. <clears throat> so the three they have are they got uh, Asna Robo, the uh, running back. Double Robo. And uh, they've got the uh, uh, Toshiki Sato, the yeah. kicker. Well, I'm told looked, you know, very, very good in camp, but Boris Beatty just looked <laughs> even better. Incredible. Yeah. And they've also got uh, the um, DB uh, Taigi Sanko, who was uh, a ba- in all intents and purposes, qualifies as a global, but grew up in the U.S. So we've got three right now on the practice roster. And I'm assuming all of those would, uh, would count towards a three above and beyond. Um, so we, we've, we've got our guys. So it should it should be an interesting. I, I'm I'm waiting to see how this all plays out with the uh, with these practice rosters and everything. That as long as the the border shuts down, and if the border opens opens up again, or the border stays shut down, if the border opens up again, are these are all of these guys automatically cut? I would think not. That would just be that would be cold. I don't think for this season. I I, I don't. Yeah, the, I mean, there's still too much volatility with the pandemic that the would probably not be the yeah. smartest decision to. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily going to affect the CFL season, especially with some of the things you see going on in the states. Um. Yeah, it's. I think they. I think they. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to see an issue with it this year. It'll probably change. Something will have to change next year. Got you know, hopefully. But can't say anything for sure in this day and age because well, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Florida, Texas, yeah. Alabama, Arkansas. Missouri. Pretty much 
most of the states. I'll be long, cold in the ground before I recognize Missouri. So actually, that, before, oh, go I go, before we move on, I was actually listening to X's and Argos earlier today, and I know Ben Grant had a really good explanation as to how this works. So basically, uh, um, with, the, with regards to the practice roster, I think if a team wanted to poach a, a player off our practice roster, they would have to use that player on their active. It's kind of like the Rule 5 draft then with the... Yeah, and then the only way, and the only way the Argos can block it, can, it would be to say, "No, we're going to use him on our active," and they would have to activate the guy right, activate the guy right away. Okay, so that's that's from what I understand. So, like I said, I just listened. To, I just listened to one of the X's and Argos episodes this, earlier this afternoon. So, that's where I got that from. And, and while, while we're on that, we got to give Ben Grant a, a, a round of applause because he has done a phenomenal job covering training camp. He's been kicking our ass, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is probably where he, you know, this he, he lives in this stuff, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's there. He can break down what the the what he sees out there a lot better than we can so yeah his brain is big for football yep he knows the technical ins and outs much better than we do yep and that's why we we turn to him when we need that information um moving on some of the things that have come out lately uh cfl the They've announced a new deal with ESPN. Um, they're going to be broadcasting all 68 games and everything in the playoffs on ESPN2, on a combination of ESPN2, ESPN News, and uh, on online with ESPN+. Plus. Um, and it's a multi-year agreement, they're saying. So that that's great news for our friends down south um, and uh, great exposure for the CFL on, uh, on ESPN. Yeah. No more, no more game of the week stuff. You can actually find a game that you actually want to watch and actually watch it when it happens. Yep. And you, I mean, you, you know, two of their over the air uh, packages, part of their cable um, ESPN two and ESPN news are included in this. All of the playoffs are going to be on their cable package and the gray cup is going to be on ESPN too. Nice run the deuce. <laughs> I, I kind of want us to be on the Ocho, but you know, now nah, we need more. We would need more dog sleds and water skiing squirrels for that. Yes. Right. You are cotton. I think we could we could manage dog sleds. That's such a no, fantastic. No, we would need we would need more though. We would need like a lot, like not just Shania Twain's. We would need like hers plus like at least another dozen. That and was have such like, a and have like and have like movie. and like have a and have a race around and have a race around the the, uh, the stadium at halftime. 
Uh-huh. With uh, snowmobiles jumping, jumping uh, during, uh, during it all. Through fiery hoops, yes. Yes. Now we're on to something. Now now we've now we've got it. Now we've got a kick ass halftime show. Hmm. Halftime show, man, that could be that'd be interesting. Dog sleds and flying snowmobiles jumping through fire. I, I, you know, the only the only way that would be more Canadian is if is if we apologized while we were drinking a beer during it. While while e- while eating a while eating a pea bacon sandwich with a side of poutine. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got the the. First game of the season coming up for the Argos on Saturday. They are in Calgary to play the Stampeders. We. Oui. That's the other one. They, they, they didn't. Yeah, it, it, you're in Alberta. They, they may or may not recognize French depending on who you talk to. Well, I mean, so it's it's very important we get this season off to the right foot. We sucked in 2018, and they sucked in 2019. I don't want to suck anymore, so what better to go into Calgary and beat the crap out of them? I just wish we knew who was starting at quarterback. But, you know, it's not Nick Arbuckle. I'm confident with the law firm behind center. Just somebody on that offensive line. Please keep him upright. Yeah, yeah, we, we need law firm to be up there. Um, if if our buckle can't go, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it, it's hard, especially when you know we're seeing our buckle limited in practice. You know, he seems based on you know the inference we've heard, he seems like he is going to be Dinwiddie's guy, regardless of uh, of how well. Uh, MBT plays. Well, uh, he has glutes. He has a, a glute injury or, or something. He's got a sore ass. Uh, you didn't have to put <laughs> it so bluntly. <laughs> yes, I did, actually. <laughs> he pulled an ass muscle. Well, you know, it, it's, it's you know, people have gotten ass injuries before, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. it's not out of you know. <laughs> but uh, Calgary, he, you know, he had, he had to use the corkscrew pasta. Yeah, you know Calgary. Everybody wants to write them off every year, and then they always surprise. But yeah. We haven't won a fucking game in Calgary since 2013, so get with it, Argos. In the yeah. goddamn game. We need to win this game. We need uh, to come out and uh, we need to set the tone early. Set the tone. 
couple play action touchdowns to Eric Rogers, couple Shaq Richardson interceptions, couple Charleston Hughes sacks. Well, he set his sights on becoming the uh, the CFL sack leader, and from what we've heard, he he feels probably along with a lot of people, but he feels the uh, the layoff has been good to get him back healthy and ready to go. So I think how that defensive line starts off in Calgary, who always seems to have a pretty good offensive line, will uh, will be a huge key. And there, the other key that that I'm looking at is uh, especially if our quarterback or our buckle is nursing nursing an injury. Uh, how, sore well, ass. <laughs> how well John White shows up at uh, at running back. He's another one of those guys that has been around for a while and uh, yeah, and you know, but he said that uh, he actually feels better than he's felt in a long time. But at the same time, with with law firm and the with law firm, uh, if, if you know, behind center, I'm not as concerned that we'll, we'd have to lean as heavily on John White. No, and you know, law firm had a great completion percentage, so yep, you know, we can we can move it and. I think too with the some of the guys we have now, we've got some guys that can go can go deep. You know, whereas you know, we were kind of iffy before, so so I I think that's you know that's my key right now. My two keys are how the defensive line shows up and how our running game gets going. And I think the other one I'm gonna gonna look at closely is uh, our offensive line. You've got uh, Darius Bladek in in there, um, Jamal Campbell, and I believe Nicastro, our uh, yeah. our, our twenty twenty one draft pick. Yep. Is going to be starting it. at center. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's an interesting, certainly an interesting. Uh, Corey Cody Speller is still in suspension, and I guess they don't really want to put Philip Blake there. And I guess no. Terry Poole starts at left tackle with Isaiah Cage banged up. Possibly. Where 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 does Dejon Allen fit in in this? He may not. Well, he may not P- dress. Potentially. Period. Yeah. He may not dress. Period. Mm. I mean, you, you're he's a he's an American, and you know, I know, I I think they're going to take advantage at least to start off the season by the the depth of Canadian talent they have, um, but they do want to start four Canadians on that offensive line. Philip Blake's yeah, Philip Blake's Canadian. Yeah, and so you know, some of these American guys just may not may not fit in based on what they have to do. Well, I imagine right. Shane Richards will back up at well at guard. Yep. You got Dylan Giffen who probably like fits naturally as a tackle. Yeah, so he'll I probably slot I mean. in behind Jamal Campbell there. Yeah. 
So it 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 it'll be that those are the the three like I said the two big ones I'm watching and that you know now that we talk about it I think that that offensive line has got to be got to be key key as well. Doug, what are you watching in this game? Everything. <laughs> pretty pretty mu- pretty much everything because when i i looked at the argos here over the course of the last year and an ear and change and i thought to myself this is a lot like star trek the motion picture yeah. where, where you had the old beat up beat up antiquated enterprise coming into dry dock and they spend 18 months pretty much redesigning and refitting the whole friggin' ship. And it came out with, and ultimately you had 20 minutes of beauty shots of, of the model that they made for it. But anyway. God, that movie was awful. <laughs> anyway, the point is, the, the good ship Argonaut, or the good ship Argo has been beat to hell since 2017 it needed to come in it needed to get needed to come in for the refit now we got to make sure that this boat not only floats but it can fight too and just about everything just pretty pretty much every single position has been re has been remodeled compared to the last couple of seasons including including the head coach thank god court chamberlain was friggin' hack. So my so I am very interested to see what this team can do when it actually matters. Hopefully it results in a lot of W's and it results in a lot of W's very quickly. Yes. I like wins. I want to see this team come come back for their home opener with two road wins. That would be very nice. I'll settle for one and one. Coming out coming out of Alberta with with at a one and one. Yeah, that'd be nice. I take that every day and twice on Sundays. Do we play Winnipeg second or Edmonton? Edmonton. I believe it's Edmonton. Let me double check that now. No, we play Winnipeg. Oh, it's yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, it's a home oh, and home with yeah. the Winnipegs. Oh, shit. With the pegs. Yeah. And then we come home. So, so they come I mean, home. Yeah, so, ba- ba- yeah, basically, like, like we've said before, we have got, this is probably the toughest schedule in the league. That, like, this is the toughest schedule out of the nine teams, by far. It's not ideal. It's not ideal, definitely, but it is one of the tough. You just say it's not ideal. That's understating it. This is the toughest schedule that I've time. ever seen. Well, time for them to man up and get over it. No choice but not to. And especially in a 14-game season, this isn't exactly a marathon anymore. No, so, this is. Uh, this is almost this is a sprint football here. Yep. <laughs> to find our uh, inner Andre de Grasse. 
How how good was he? Oh. I did not see him see him winning that, but man, it was so nice to see that. Just as an aside here, congrats congrats to all the Canadian athletes out there. Penny Alexiak, you're a friggin' rock star. Yeah, the women have been kicking ass and taking names. Well, isn't that what the t-shirt says? Canadian girls kick ass? Yep. Well, ta-da! <laughs> I think Andre Grass is the only man to have won a medal. Yeah, I think so. I think we, we've got a We've got a, a chance in the uh, decathlon, I believe, right now. Yep. Um, then there's a heptathlon. Yep, I don't that, know what a heptathlon is, but... That would be seven events. I learned that today. Mm. What those seven are, I'm not sure. Well. But I know it includes high jump and some sprinting things. Do they not have, like, an octathlon or a... Pentathlon or well, pen, got, uh, pentathlon? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We're way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got, you know, the Olympics going on, so you you gotta you gotta mention that. These Olympic. Now, it's been a while since we've had CFL fantasy. It has. Too damn long. Hell, hell, we're gonna. Well, you could say that for just about everything we do. Makes it hard to pick. Yeah. Makes it very hard to pick. Yeah. Especially with so much movement out there. Yep. I can say one thing: I am not going anywhere near anything involved with that Hamilton, uh, Winnipeg game tomorrow. Both teams have some pretty significant injuries on offense. So take that under. Yeah. If you're playing over under. Yeah. yeah. And if you're like me, who feel that the Ottawa Red Blacks will finish the year 0-14. You are taking a lot of Edmonton. Oh, I almost said it. Edmonton Elks tomorrow. <laughs> are, we, are we setting up that swear jar this year? <laughs> We may have to. May have to. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just kind of looking at the the games right now, and you know, it's this is a, a tough week, really. You know, it, it, especially since you're you're looking at uh, you got to take into account val value and everything like that. Yeah. Um, like, oh. you know, I think you you've got to kind of look at. Uh, oh, take your pick. There's a couple Saskatchewan receivers that uh, that I think are are in for big days because I, I saw think yeah they're i think they're gonna just air the ball out i saw that michael riley status is up in the air so i 
took out all my BC guys. I didn't take anybody from BC. Or Ottawa, for that matter. Well, why would you? If I'm a masochist, maybe? I, I I might, you know, pick the uh, Edmonton Elks defense. I went with the Argos. Bit of a risk, but, you know, put my faith behind the new look team. Now, as far as uh, the weekly picks go, so we start off the week, we've got Hamilton at Winnipeg. Obviously, we're all going Winnipeg. Take the under, though. Yep. Then we got BC at Saskatchewan. I'm going Saskatchewan there, as much as it pains me to say. If if Mike Wright... I'm just saying Mike Riley. Fuck it. If Mike Riley's out, I don't like BC's chances. No. On the road. No, I, I if Mike Riley's out, BC might as well just, you know, mail in a thank you letter for not getting beaten so bad. <laughs> Because honestly, the way it is, I don't think BC's going to go anywhere without Mike Riley. I sincerely hope that uh, Saskatchewan loses, though. Yeah, well, just because you have a hate on for Saskatchewan, I understand that. Yes. Uh, then we've got Toronto at Calgary. This is Please. an easy one. Please, Argos. Please, 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 please. I think they're due. I think the Argos are due. I think I mean, they're going to shock the world. Bo, I think Bo, isn't, exact, be... Bo isn't exactly 100% either. No. Nope. So. That's what I hear. Although I think he did practice today. Yes, he did. Um, but I believe he might have been limited. Ow. Limited. Yeah, let's take a look. So it'd be Michael O'Connor if he's out. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the the Wednesday report, uh, he's he's not not showing up there. So he may have. My ears itchy. He may he may have been. in there, but I don't think he's he's fighting something based on things we're hearing. Mm. And yeah, so that that's a obvious one. And then and got, the Red Blacks will be destroyed by the Elks. They get gored. Gored, yes. They get gored by the Elks. Gored by the Antlers. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, mean I, know, I mean I know I mean I mean all the red blacks are going to wear plaid and all that but I mean it's not but uh yeah they're going to look like oh. they're going to look like a bunch of Elmer fuds it, compared, and, to, and compared now, to the Elks. And now that I um I just want remember now uh 
to mention that congratulations go out to a friend of the show, Marshall Ferguson, who will now be part of the CFL on TSN play-by-play crew. Yeah. That's a pretty big uh, get, although he's not no longer calling the uh, the, the Ticat games. Well. No, but they got a whole network. They've just made up their own, own bloody network now. Well, there's something. I mean, Mike Hogan on the uh, town hall today said, stay tuned. The Argos are going to come out with. Um, well, the Argos are going to do the same thing, perhaps. For uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't. I. I. I didn't want to – I was thinking that the other day. Oh, I wonder what the Argos are planning, but I didn't want to ask Mike, you know, because I thought maybe it's still a sensitive, you know, sensitive topic because of, you know, Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, you know, that would be – that would probably be a – a very good thing for the the Argos to do. Yeah, well, it, Sean Bowen does a good job too. Yeah, it, you know what? Something like that. Even if it's like I know there's like seven thousand people involved in the Tie Cats one, so you know everybody's Inclu- gonna have you know three three seconds, including but, Brody Lawson, which means I now have to hate her by default, <laughs> which sucks because I like her, you know. Oh, there's there's a few of the guys on on that broadcast that I like that you know I have to hate by default, but yeah. maybe but the Argos you know try to get some of their alumni involved. Yeah, and 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 if Toronto were to do something like that, that would I think that would go a long way with this fan base in in MLSE showing that they do have confidence in this Argos team because that's been you know what everybody's talking about you know well MLSE really doesn't care about the Argos right you, you do something like that and that's going to really show the fan base that you are actually want to do something with this team indeed I mean, hell, so certain, certain, certain people have been using it as a bloody dog whistle. Yeah. Does their name start with three? I never mentioned that it started with a number, but now that you mention it, maybe. <laughs> oh. Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? That was random. Three-minute warning. I was vibing to that, actually. That's pretty sick. <laughs> okay, hey, now, that's been our three-minute warning thing for a while. Oh, I know it has, but I, but I, but I still vibe to it. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, did you guys get an email from the CFL the other day? Uh, CFL stats. Yeah. Tell yeah, me I mean, the final game, final game stats for Winnipeg and I don't, Hamilton. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. Rem- maybe I put, maybe I put myself on a list. I don't know. 
But it's been so long, I sure don't remember. Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you've done any, I know I'm on a, I know I'm on like a CFL, uh, CFL mailing list, and I got that, and I'm like, right. And, and okay, Mark, did they did they pre-record this game? And, and Mark Fulton on Twitter used to send me stats stuff in the CFL. It's like, like, did they did they get did they get Marty McFly in the DeLorean to go forward in time to see what the see what everything was? Like, what, yeah, but like, they, they left out the URL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I, I want to, I think that somebody made a mistake. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're the thing at the boo boo. But still, knowing, knowing that they're going to send out this, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to getting this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's that, you know, I mean, you see, you've seen that PDF, right? I, I think it's the same. It's going to yeah, be the same usually, concept, yeah. Usually have to wait till the next game to get next game uh, stuff is posted to get the uh, the updated stats, yeah, and stuff like that. So this will be nice if they're going to send it out after each game. That'd be it'd be very interesting. That that's for sure. It's like it's like oh look, I just got a stat sheet in my email. Weird. Uh, the other. Th- the other thing that that I saw that I wanted to to make mention was, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk of, uh, especially this off season with uh, two Canadian quarterbacks uh, winning backup jobs, um, whether or not the CFL should mandate starting a Canadian quarterback uh, and. And our favorite news aggregator, CFL News, put out a poll on the matter lately. And uh, I just want to know what you guys think of it. A mandated Canadian quarterback. Yeah. I mean, do you think that should be done? Personally, I don't agree with it. But I did like a take that was uh, provided by um, an Edmonton fan, uh, better known as Section O. Um, he put out there, and it's not something that's that's relatively new. A lot of people have had this take, but he he said during the months where you don't have uh, you sports football, you should have one of those quarterbacks that is doesn't count towards your roster, but one of those quarterbacks on your on your team and can play in a game if they do want him to, uh, without losing any of your eligibility until school comes back. But you would have to dress them. But they would not count count towards your your total uh, roster. I, mean, I think that's a great idea, and they do bring a lot of those. They well, they used to um, before COVID bring Canadian quarterbacks in to training camp, and you, you know have them. You know they call them in, interns or whatever they want to do, but I think that's a great idea. You know, give them a little bit longer look. 
some more exposure. And I think that's only going to help the crop of Canadian quarterbacks until you get to a point where the we have the legitimate question of, you know, can this, is this, you know, why is this guy being looked at as a, as a Canadian quarterback? Like, you know, you guys know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm smelling what you're cooking here. I think I actually think it's that's actually not a bad idea. Like if they like from June till August, because I think you start you sports season starts like ve- like very late August around close to Labor Day. Yep. Yeah, I mean having like having like an apprentice quarterback come in to kind of shadow and maybe put in a little put in a little bit of work, and then they go and then they go back to go back to go back to school and they, were, and they would already be in game shape pretty much. Yeah. So, and, and you know, them being able to learn, learn from the pros. It'd be, that would be invaluable. That would be, I, I think that's a, see if they did it that way, I'm in favor of it. If they did it just unilaterally saying, Oh, you got to put a Canadian as a, as a quarterback. No, I wouldn't want that. No, because because that'll just that quite. Fr- I mean, quite frankly, wh- what's going to happen? You're going to end up end up with a quarterback from Bishops. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rush. but no. I'm sorry, but, but I mean, and we do we do have. If you luck out, and get, if you luck out and get Laval's quarterback, yeah, sure, by all means. But if you're going to get it from like say get a quarterback from say Saint FX or York. Or, or York, or uh, what's a Who loser? Sucks? Or what's a loser school out west? Um, I don't know. It it varies. Albert, don't they, say, don't they Albert, all have say, their moments? Say the Golden Bears. Let's say the yeah. Let's say because they're yeah, like, I think they're probably the closest to. Are they trying? Wait. No, the the Rams. I mean, I mean, I could I could literally say every school from the AUS, but that would be unfair to Acadia, considering they actually kicked ass, but then got schooled by Montreal, but in in the uh, in yeah. their bowl game. Carlton, let's let's just say Carlton. Oh, that, <laughs> that's because you're a Gigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Carlton's football team is still relatively new. So. <laughs> At, at, at least they didn't get the nerds to cheat for them like Waterloo did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they've come back pretty strong, though. Yeah. Well, I... Schooled Laurier once or twice. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm that you're seeing, too, with a lot of these... these kidding, You're seeing a lot of uh, Americans now coming up here as an option to uh to play like you see more and more americans or you know people who are just kind of on the outside looking in transferring up here yeah but you know i think the going back to what we're talking about a canadian quarterback we've got two right now that have won legitimately won Backup jobs with uh, two with 
Michael O'Connor in Calgary and Nathan Rourke in BC. British Columbia. Yeah. So, and, and you know, Michael O'Connor, who played in the in U Sports, whereas Nathan Rourke played at uh, Ohio, at, I believe. Yes, University of Ohio. So, you know, we're, we're we're well on our way. We had you know guys who would did little bits here and there. We all wanted uh, Air Canada to take off, but uh, you know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. You know, I think we're just you, you just step steps. We just got to keep keep working and keep getting. But I think that take on no, no mandated, but have them have a territorial pick. You know, Saskatchewan gets a gets a guy from U of R or or U of S. Edmonton gets a Golden Bear. Yeah, Wait lots. a minute. Whoa, 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 but then, but then, but then Calgary would get a dino all the time. And then Toronto would have to choose between a a varsity blue and a a, a yeoman. Like, oh, no, no, what? hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your call now? Hold on a second. <laughs> hold, on. hold on a second. Hold on a second. According to according to the CFL charter, according to not the charter, the Constitution, oh, Toronto boy, would ha- Toronto would have access to not just uh, York York and U of T, but they would also have, have access <laughs> to Guelph. To Laurier and to Waterloo. Waterloo, I guess. Yeah. Whereas Hamilton would have access to Western, Mac, and uh, Windsor, if, and Windsor if they so really wanted to, if they're really desperate. Yeah. <laughs> if one year Windsor all of a sudden pops out of nowhere to gain like to yeah, become like Montreal would have access. To Laval. They're that, already uh, they're already making an RSEC All Star team over in Montreal anyway. That's true. Poor and, and 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 to be honest, Montreal Bishop. did bring on Hugo Richard of Laval, and he petered out. Actually, Bishops is part of the is part of the Atlantic Conference now. Oh well, <sighs> they still suck. Bishops is part of the. So who's in, who's in the Quebec conference now? You've got Laval, Gilles, Montreal, Concordia, Sherbrooke, Laval, Sherbrooke, Concordia. Five, oh yeah. Five teams. Yeah, there's five teams. Yeah, there's five teams in Quebec. Five teams in Atlantic. They should just uh, merge. Five teams in uh, Canada West, and then eleven teams split into two conferences well, remember- now in Ontario. Some of the Eastern Ontario teams, I think, at one time played with the Quebec teams, didn't they? Like Queens, Carleton, Ottawa, were as like the Quebec Ontario Conference. Like Western Laurier and all, you know, York, you know, all those schools were still an Ontario Conference. But there was a time where Carleton, Ottawa, and Queens were playing with McGill and all those teams. I'm not. I I can't God, remember, but that that's that's way beyond me. <laughs> but I don't understand. I don't understand a five-team conference. Well, the the AUS had what? Uh, Saint FX, Acadia, Mount Allison, 
St. Mary's. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that was it. It's funny. So, none of the New Brunswick schools have a. No. And I guess Memorial University in, in Newfoundland is just simply too far. Or not big enough. I don't know. Not enough interest there. Yeah, basically, it's like for for Newfoundland. Yeah, basically, only five of the teams in the AUS have, have football programs. Yeah, so the um, so all yeah, Carleton, Queens, and Ottawa were in the Quebec University Football League, and even U of T was for one. Uh-huh. Couple years, really? Yeah, but by 2000, they had withdrawn and gone to uh, all the the uh, Ontario teams went to join the OUA. Okay. And it's still, I mean, I, I don't know if this is updated, but it still lists bishops as being in the Quebec League. Yeah, because only the football program transferred to the AUS. Oh, I see. Okay. The, re- the rest of their the rest of their uh, collegiate sport is still in our sec. Ah. Okay. Probably because they thought, oh, we're from we're from Quebec. We can school these Atlantics. We can go school these Atlantic guys. Nice. <laughs> Think again, jackass. See now I have to look all this up. That's something I didn't know, and now I got to look it up. Oh, oh crap! I just pushed something useful out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, every once in a while we get one of those things in the three-minute warning. Um, Doug, you got anything else? Oh, there, there is one other thing, and it is related to football, kind of. Happy 100th birthday to Hans Moleman. I was saying Burns. The, the, the star of man getting hit by football this week turned 100 years old. How many? He's 100. What? I'm confused because there was, there was one where he's the. I'm 31 years old. There's that's, no that's because alcohol. That's because Simpson. alcohol ravaged him. But I mean, his. But I mean, according to his ID, he was actually born in 1921. Huh. Happy birthday, Hans Moleman. August 2nd, 1921. Wow. So he was lying. He wasn't 31. <laughs> it's like kissing a peanut. <laughs> well, before we go, we got to make uh, mention of a couple uh, TSN videos that are that are out there about uh, leading up to the CFL. And if you haven't watched them, go watch them. Um, Enoch Mwamba, Family First, fantastic. I never knew what he went through. 
during this pandemic. It's insane. Um, and sadly not uncommon. Um, but you kind of get an idea as to why he wanted to be here in Toronto. And then Matthew Shinetti did a We Are Family, uh, a video essay. And man, if I didn't come come close to tearing up seeing seeing those things and and just it, they're very powerful and everybody needs to go take a look at those two things. But that does it for the Argos fan cast. Doug, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order, my group, and Facebook at facebook.com slash Double Blue Order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. Just a quick little note, we are getting a new merch store up and running. Keep your keep your eyes open for that. And Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on uh, the Twitter and Instagram machines. Well, that does it for the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast. And anyway, you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast and specifically theargosfancast.podbean.com. That does it for this week's episode of the Argos Fancast. We'll talk to you again next week when we detail how bad Argos beat the Calgary Stampeders CFL Fancast.